Believer Center, how are you doing? <laughs> I greet you with Jesus' joy. I um, when I got the information that I was being invited here at first, I I knew I was going to travel because there was this trip that had been postponed, postponed again and again, and I thought I wasn't going to be able to make it. But even before I could confirm my travel plans, the Holy Spirit said, "Go there." So it was the Holy Spirit that brought me here. Praise the Lord. So I believe that there is at least one person here that is going to be blessed and transformed by my coming this evening. Good evening, Pastor David and Pastor Lydia Parra. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm not taking this privilege for speaking from this blessed altar for granted. Church, help me just appreciate them with an applause. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. And then, like our pastor said... My handsome, amazing husband sends his greetings. <laughs> and his prayers to you all. So you are blessed. And then I didn't come alone. I came with the amazing, lovely, wonderful Pastor Inkem. One of our assistant pastors. She's here with me, supporting me. And I can't continue without acknowledging the one who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever think, ask, or imagine. We slept last night. We woke up this morning because the Lord sustained us. To him be all the glory forever and ever and ever. Somebody say amen. amen. Let's bow down our head and pray. Just talk to the Lord. His word is coming. His word brings answers. His word brings healing. His word brings light. His word brings transformation. It brings empowerment. So let's just talk to the Lord. This evening, Holy Spirit, use me as an instrument to bless your people. Use me as an instrument to bring answers and relief to your people. Let your anointing flow as your word flows in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. So we've all heard what the topic for today is. Why I don't want to marry. Why I don't want to marry. The reasons are so varied. There are so many reasons why people don't want to marry these days. Um, there are as many as our faces are and even more. But I'm going to be talking about some of the common reasons because we might have a few people here who are not yet married, who are contemplating these reasons, or who are being held back from marriage by these reasons. Number one is financial problems, financial difficulties. There are some people... Yes, they would have liked to be married, but they do not want to marry because they feel they are not financially independent. Is it better I stand in one spot? All right? All right. They feel they are not financially independent. They are not financially strong enough to undertake a task such as marriage. But we are children of God, and one of the things we should realize is that we do not walk by, faith, uh, by sight. We walk by faith. So you cannot wait for everything to be complete, especially when you are living in a country like Nigeria. At some point in time, you will have to show that you trust God and you believe God. And testimonies abound of many people that started from the scratch 
and today they are doing well. I am one of such testimonies. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we said we were going to get married, we didn't really have anything. What we just had was our love for each other and our faith in God. But we believed that if we loved each other and we had God, then we had everything it took to succeed in marriage. And God came through for me. God came through for my family. That same God will come through for you in the name of Jesus. Another reason why sometimes people don't want to marry, I'm talking about ladies now, go to pursue their career. Nigeria today is not like Nigeria was even 10 years ago, 20 years ago in our parents' time. You know, right now, everybody is looking for money. Everybody is looking for financial independence. Everybody wants to succeed, both the men and the women. And a lot of men are believing or feel, which is not a lie, that if they get married, that is going to hinder their pursuits, their business pursuits or their career pursuits. Because the moment they get married, they start having children, they won't be able to compete favorably in the office anymore. Because now the next thing, some people are going for a conference somewhere outside the country, you are going for maternity leave, you have missed it. The next one again, you are away for maternity leave. The next time they are having a meeting in Abuja, what are you saying? Oh, my baby is not feeling well, has teething problems. You know, it just is a big distraction when it comes to your career. I've been there before. Hallelujah. I've been a pastor's wife. I've been a banker. And it was really hard. Juggling everything, having children, trying to be the good wife. It was very, very difficult. And I must confess, I was not as competitive as my male counterparts were. Because my family became my number one priority. I mean, the job was like number three or number five. Because there was God, there was ministry, there was my family, there was my husband. So before that job came, it was now number five. But some people, there are some ladies, they want to make it. They want to be the next Dora Kunili. They want to be like Okonjo, Ungozi Okonjo, Ewiala. They want to be great. They want to be like um, um, Teresa May. They want to do great things. They have great ambitions. Some of them want to help their family. Because they are coming from homes, from very humble backgrounds, and they are bold enough. They believe that they have what it takes to help their family come out of the valley. They are not waiting for any man out there. So because of that, they don't want to marry. They don't want any man to tell them, you can't go there. You can't travel there. You can't do this. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Another reason sometimes why people don't want to marry is failed relationships. Yes, they were in a the relationship. They thought they were going to get married. And now it did not work out. The relationship was terminated, you know, unfortunately. And now, for now, they just want to heal. They are not interested in relationship. They are hurting too much to even be contemplating anything like marriage. So because of that, they are still in a bad place. They do not want to marry for both sexes. Another reason, common reason sometimes why people don't want to marry is they don't want to feel trapped. They don't want to lose their freedom. They like the independent life. You come home when you like, you live when you like, you travel when you like. You just do things when you like without recourse to somebody. You are kind of bound to each other. You can't just come and then maybe your wife comes home and notices you are not at home. And then she calls you and says, where are you? Just say, oh, 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 I'm at the airport. I'm going to Calabar. How? It doesn't work that way. That is going to cause major problem. You understand? But if you are living on your own, you can decide to go to anywhere, Kafanchan. You just, it's a decision away. You take your things and you go. Because by the time you tell your wife you are going, she might tell you it's not convenient because of this, this, this. You know, you have to align. 
you have to reschedule. So sometimes some people don't want to get married because they are enjoying their freedom too much. So men feel that if they get married, they will get trapped. So men also don't want to get married because of the random sex they are enjoying. They feel that if I get married, that means I have to not be committed to one wife. Even Christian men. Because if I tell you that all the Christian men are celibate, I'll be telling you a big lie. They are struggling. I remember somebody came to meet me, said, Pastor, pray for me, that I went on a 21 days fast, that this fornication spirit must leave me. That on the 21st day, he broke the fast with fornication. <laughs> that one girl came to visit him, that uh, he just could not resist. That and at that point, he just gave up. I now told him, I said, you're an old man. You're already 48. Go and marry. How would you be? How would you be? <laughs> I said, not 21 days past that will marry, that will help you again. I told him, I said, you are the ones, you are like the ones that Paul was talking about. I said, marry so that you do not burn. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. So sometimes, um, some feel that they will lose out from random sex. And then another thing again, that is making some people not want to marry, is they don't want responsibilities. Many times when people are looking at marriage, they are looking at the beautiful things, they are looking at the pictures, you know. Even when they are advertising a lot of um, some products, you see the pictures are always like the handsome husband, the beautiful wife, one son, one daughter. It's always so nice, they are smiling, they are happy, and everything just looks amazing. But the reality of marriage is not like that. It means more bills. It means more responsibilities. When you're on your own, you could just say, okay, what? Let me have some Coke and bread and put sardine in the bread and I'm eating. And I'm okay. If you wanted to cook, you cooked. But now you are married. There is cooking. There is cleaning. There is caring for kids. There is babysitting. There is having to pay for a bigger house. There is school fees. There are just a, there's just a lot. And sometimes people are not wanting that at all. They just like the way they are staying on their own, me, myself, and I. Some women now, this generation that we are in, they say they don't like to cook, clean, and answer to any man. They don't want any man to control them. So those are some of the common reasons why some people are not getting married. Some people's marital destiny under siege. Sometimes you find a house where nobody's getting married. You find a house, nobody's getting married. Oh, my mom, somebody came to me once and said, um, my aunties, that's my mom's sisters, none of them are married, although they have kids. None of them ever married one day. My mom is the only one that married, and my father died when we were little. So now she has her sisters, two of them and her. One is not married, the eldest one. The second one got married, her husband died. But she said, oh, that her sister is doing well, has a good job in Abuja. And now she's afraid that she's not going to get married. So these things are real. Sometimes it can be a spiritual force, a spiritual attack, you know, that is hindering that person from getting married and all of that. It could be hindering a man, hindering a woman and everything. But thank God, God is bigger than all. There is no bondage that God cannot break. There is no curse that God cannot destroy. So if anybody is under, if anybody's marital destiny is under siege, it's not a big deal. It's not that. It's, you, are not, you are not finished. Don't even cry because there is a solution. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory. Praise the Lord. Another reason why some people don't want to get married is we are living in this generation now where some people don't want to have kids. You see these children that you see some people crying and fasting and praying for and say, God, give me a child. Give me my Samuel. 
Some people don't want nothing. They don't want to have a child. They don't want to take care of anybody. They don't want to pay any school fees. They don't want to put on weight. They don't want their stomach to grow big. They are not ready for that. Some men don't want kids. Some women don't want kids. And they know that most times people that want to marry want to marry and have kids. So because of that, they'll just say, let me just stay on my own. They also know that when you marry, people will not leave you alone. They keep on saying, so, ah, ah, when is junior coming? When is junior coming? So if I'm not married, especially in a cultural setting like Nigeria, they will leave you alone. So some people don't want kids. Some people believe marriage is outdated. Especially in the Western world. They're like, why do I need a government paper to tell you I love you? Why do I have to write something, send marriage certificates? Why do I have to go to some place? You know, I love you, you love me, then let's stay together. Case in point is Oprah. Oprah Winfrey has been with Steadman for many, many years. Over 20 years. More, more than that. They've been together since the 80s. But they are not married. They live in the same house. And they, do, they said they didn't want kids. And they are there. So there are all kinds of reasons. But the reason I'll be addressing today is, one of the reasons too why some people don't want to marry is because of what they see around them. So there is that fear of failure. Because of maybe their parents split. Or even if their parents did not split, they saw the, the war that went on at home. They saw how their fathers were not happy. They saw how their mothers were depressed. They saw the toxic, um, toxicity of the relationship in their houses. Some of them have had close people, friends, family members. They have seen all kinds of things. And because of that, they are afraid. Because how do I know that my own will succeed? I don't want to engage in an adventure that I'm going to fail at. Why? They are not confident. Because they have seen the very rich. Their marriage is crashed. So it's not about money. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's not about money. Dangote is supposed to be the richest African um, in, um, on Forbes. Um, I'm not into those things like that. <laughs> the richest man in Africa, at least by Forbes declaration. And Dangote is not married. He's not. He married his first wife when he was 20 years old. She was groomed for him. He's another Muslim. So you expect that that kind of person will be married. But he's not married. The marriage crashed after 10 years. He married another one. And that marriage crashed as well after about 6 or 5 years. And as we... He's single right now. He has been single for some years. So he's rich. I told you people say women like money. Why, why did the wives leave? Why would you leave a billionaire? Dangote has been rich for a long time. His first wife said he's always walking, 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 walking. She can't cope. And she left him. Praise the Lord. So you have seen people, they have money, they are rich, but they are fighting, they are quarreling. Some people are afraid. They've seen the very anointed fail at marriage. We have pastors all over the country and beyond this country that have married and the marriage did not work. It doesn't mean they are not anointed. It doesn't mean that they are not called. But their marriage is crashed. I know of a bishop in America that, mar that married four times before this final one has stayed. Praise the Lord. But he's a bishop. Some people have seen the very beautiful too. Maybe you are thinking you are not beautiful enough. You are not handsome enough. 
But there are people very beautiful. You say, oh, match made in heaven. Oh, 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 beautiful. Uh, those of cuteness. But the thing did not still work. So now you are afraid. You see people saying, hey, God, help me. Oh, this marriage of a thing is scaring me. This marriage of a thing is scaring me. Then you see that some people that declare love. My king, my this, my that. They, are, they put picture. They take this and all of that. The next thing they'll just say, is no more. People are like, ah, ah. And I was following this couple, oh, they were my mentors. God, why? God, why? The reason why is because of what Pastor David said. A lot of people lie. When it comes to relationship, nobody lies like a woman. The men will not say anything good or bad. They will not say anything good or bad. So you may not be able to read what is happening. But the women will lie. They will make it look as if they are enjoying the marriage. Oh, this marriage is so sweet. This man is so amazing. Is the, but go home. All those words are on social media. At home, the man does not hear a sentence of those declarations in his ears. Praise the Lord. Women will do anything to make everybody, both their friends and their enemies, feel that their relationship is perfect. But it's not true. A lot of people are struggling. So when you see things like that, you'll be afraid. I don't think I want to marry you. Let me just wait first. I'm not sure. Will I make it? Am I going to be among those that will succeed? Am I that will be suffering and smiling? Am I going to be among those that will crash and burn? So that fear can make people feel, I don't want to marry. But there is an answer to everything. People generally fear things that, that they don't know. It's called the fear of the unknown. People fear things that they don't understand. It provokes a lack of confidence. If you don't understand it, how can you forge ahead with confidence? When you don't know it, you don't understand. The Bible says they do not, neither do they understand. So they walk on in darkness. They walk on in confusion. And they begin to fall. And they begin to die like men. men. Praise the Lord. Things are not working. Why? Because they know not. Neither do they understand. We cannot understand marriage without God. God is the one that instituted marriage. Remember in Genesis chapter 2, the Bible says that God caused the man, Adam, to fall into a deep sleep. And he took a rib from him. And with that rib, he made the woman. And when he made the woman, he brought the woman to the man. And the man said, wow. He was impressed. He was excited. He loved her. It was love at first sight. And the Bible says in verse 24, he said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined unto his wife. They shall become one flesh. He says, and the man and his wife, they were naked and they were not ashamed. So it moved from Adam and Eve to man and wife who were naked with one another and they were not ashamed. So God has something to say. Many times we are going to different people running up and down thinking that God has nothing to say about marriage. He has things to say. And if you listen to what he has to say, it might seem simple. It might seem outdated. It might seem silly. But it works. I may not be on social media every day talking about my husband. My husband is very handsome. Anybody that goes, we see it. So it's, the blind can see and the deaf can hear about how handsome he is. But beyond his looks, he's an amazing man. Very wonderful. I am enjoying marriage, to be honest. I'm not pretending. God knows. But I don't go. I don't feel pressed to go and write anything, to go and tell anybody what is happening in my house. Praise the Lord. I'm too busy marrying the marriage. I'm too busy loving the man. I'm too busy enjoying it. I need to go and start writing. There's nothing wrong with writing, though. Don't get me wrong. 
There's nothing, as a matter of fact, he's the one that writes more. Sometimes when he writes, I'll not be forced. So that people will not say, ah, ah, something happening, she angry. I'll go and write for their sake. Because he's the one that is a writer and a speech giver. I'm not really giving to words. You know, I'm not really giving to talking. I show how I feel. I don't talk. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So how do you overcome knowledge? A lot of times people just assume they can marry. And then they marry and they are shocked when they get there. So if you arm yourself with knowledge, if you find out what God says about marriage, you are likely to succeed at it. Praise the Lord. You are more likely to succeed at it. Don't assume. Don't just assume you can marry. Don't assume that I like her now. She likes me. No, 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 no. It's not enough. You have to know one or two things. And those things are the things that will help you succeed. Because marriage is hard work. There are going to be storms that come along. When everybody is happy, everything is okay. But sometimes, when there is a protracted money problem, how will both of you cope? Do you know how he behaves when he doesn't have money? Do you know how angry he gets? How are you going to manage him? Are you going to get angry back? Praise God. Hallelujah. So these are the things. Do you get married and forget you are a Christian? Because sometimes when some things are happening in the marriage, you just say, let's just put Bible aside now. Let's face each other. Let's face each other. They don't put Bible aside though. You are a Christian. Don't you understand? You are a child of God. It's not something you can put aside. <laughs> but because marriage has come now, we fling the Bible. We fling God. We fling our Christianity. We fling everything that has to do with God. How will you succeed like that? Praise the Lord. So we must go for knowledge. Assumption is not okay. Assumption is expectation based on nothing concrete. You don't have facts. You don't have truth. You don't have any information. You are just assuming. You may, not, you may be assuming wrong. You may be sincere, but you may be sincerely wrong. So get knowledge. Get knowledge. And this day's knowledge is everywhere. You can read a book. Knowledge is everywhere. If you are not given to reading, you can watch short, short videos. These things help. You can watch short, short videos. How to do this. How to resolve this. How to do that. You know, and they help. Those information that you just get, 10 minutes video, 5 minutes video, 15 minutes video. If you have a lot of uh, data, you can listen to 10 minutes video. You do these things. They help build you up. Especially, I'm talking about faith-based. And sometimes, some things may not necessarily be faith-based, but it has some sense in it, what they are saying. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So assumption is not the best. Don't just assume. For example, when you say something like, ah, they are a virgin couple, that means, ah, these ones, they made it, they will last. You are lying. What if she's a stubborn virgin? <laughs> Disobedient one. What do you want to do with her? You prefer somebody else that is not one, that is very respectful. And, you know, what do you want to do with this proud? <laughs> somebody, a pastor once asked a young man, he said, your father must have told you something. I know that our African men, they don't talk. But try and I said, no, my father has never talked to me. He said, never. He said, no, not that he called you, like the way the white people do to have a one-on-one talk with you. No, he said, did he ever tell you something? He said, not thoughts. And I said, okay, the only thing my father ever told me, he said, never marry a virgin. <laughs> and the pastor said, hey, only God knows what this boy's mother did to this man. What he suffered in the hands of this boy's mother that made him tell the boy, any, I don't know anything else to tell you, but never marry a virgin. So I'm just telling you, can you see? Some people say never marry a virgin. Can you just imagine? So nobody is disadvantaged in this marriage game. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
So a happy and a healthy marriage is a beautiful thing. It's real. It exists. Pastor said that you can find you can only find counterfeit one thousand naira notes because the real one thousand naira note, the original, exists. There are many people. Don't be deceived. Many people are enjoying their marriages quietly. They are in bliss. They are grateful to God for the man, for the woman that He has blessed them with. And you are going to be one of such people in the name of Jesus. You can do it. Bible says in Philippians chapter four thirteen, it says we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. So we are not just ordinary people. We are people that are empowered. We are people that when we set our minds to win, win. And when it comes to marriage, I see you winning in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So what I want to say to us today, one nugget I don't give you is this. Love is not always enough when it comes to marriage. There are many naughty shells to crack. There are many things. It's just like when you see a car. The car is not the tires. You have the steering wheel. You have the wiper. You have everything there. You have the engine. You have the seats. And every little thing you see, the review mirror, they all have functions. They all have things that they do that makes that car complete. So that you love somebody is not enough. When you see some of these marriages that have crashed and you see these couples that can no longer stand each other, when they started that, they loved each other. But a lot of things happened that damage that love. So why love is very important? There are other things that must be in place if our marriage is to do well. And I'm going to be talking about one of those keys this evening because the time I've been given is not that long. I Please, when it's five minutes more, somebody should just flash these hands like this till I see it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So love is not enough. I'm going to be talking about the key of acceptance. The key of acceptance or the principle of acceptance, it's so critical. Why love is the strong bond that attracts us to each other. Love is what draws us, you know, it's like an attractive force that draws us to each other. Acceptance is the bonding glue that will make us one, that will blend us together until the fabric of our relationship becomes healthy. Acceptance is important. Nobody likes to be rejected. Nobody likes to be overly criticized. Nobody likes to be told, change this about you. Change this, change this, change this. Especially when there are some things about yourself that you know that you will struggle to change. It makes you begin to wonder, does this person really love me? Sometimes when we are demanding for some kind of changes from our partners, we are demanding for those changes because we love them. We want to help them become better people. The only thing you can do is pray for people. You are not a transformation agent. The Holy Spirit is the one that convicts. The Holy Spirit is the one that transforms. So stop trying to be a transformation agent. If you feel that your partner or your husband or your wife has a particular thing about them that if they get rid of, they'll be better people, go and tell God. Don't tell them. Full acceptance of the person that you marry, full acceptance is very critical. You must accept the person. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Because nobody is perfectly beautiful in everything. We all have our flaws. Praise the Lord. We all have our strengths. We all have our weaknesses. That is what makes us human beings. When we get to heaven, we will not become perfect. But for now, we have things that we struggle with. And one thing that love does, it gives us the grace to accept that person like that. And love that person like that. Praise the Lord. 
So now acceptance, somebody say, ah, ah, will I just accept everything? No, 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 no. This is not what acceptance is. Acceptance is not agreeing with everything that your partner says. I'm not saying everything she says agree. Everything he says agree. No, 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 no. That's not what acceptance is. Because you have your, sometimes you have different opinions about things because you are coming from different backgrounds. You have been exposed to different experiences and everything. Perhaps you didn't even go to the same schools. You were not exposed to the same upbringing. So you are going to have some opinions about certain things. I remember in the early days of our marriage, one day I asked my husband, I said, why am I the one always turning off the lights at night? I said, I'm the woman in this marriage. Well, every night, I'll be the one to get up and go put off the light in the kitchen, put off the light. Put off. Are you not supposed to be protecting me? Why are you not putting off the light? He said, my mother is to be the one to put off the light. But I told him, I said, my father was putting off the light. He said, well, in my house, my mother is to put off the light. Oh, yeah, said too late. Since we want to depend on our mother and our father now. Praise God. Since he was born, since he has ever known, his mother is the one that puts off the light and makes sure the doors are locked. Me, since I was born, since I've ever known, my father was the one that used to put off the light. But it's not written in any book. Anybody that can put it off should go and put it off. And don't complain. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. So there has to be full and unconditional acceptance of your pastor. But so you don't have to agree on everything. The fact that you are not agreeing on everything doesn't mean the relationship is at stake. The relationship is staking. I think a lot of times, when you are not agreeing on everything, you begin to shake, you be afraid. No, 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 no. You don't have to agree on everything, but you still love each other, you trust each other, you have each other's back. Praise the Lord. Acceptance is not understanding everything about your partner. You may know there are some things you will never understand. For example, I'm going to be using myself a lot. Or I don't think I will ever understand why my husband likes to crack bones with meat. I don't get it, because left to me, Usually, I'll just tell them, if I go to the shop, remove all the bones and just give me the meat. He likes bone with the meat. When you give him food, he'll be looking, looking. The one that has, that is just steak, he will not touch it. But the one that has bone, that's the one he will eat. And he'll be there, and that thing makes him stay there long. I will never understand it. I, I don't get it. But I have decided to accept him like that. And I've decided not to be irritated by it. You understand? I've decided not to be irritated, to get agitated, or look at him and say, what's this bone nonsense now? I've just decided, I even buy the bone now. And I cook it for him. Because that's what he likes. So you will never understand everything. Don't worry. If you don't, you say, I don't even understand this. It's okay. You are fine. You are not alone. It's normal. Praise the Lord. Acceptance is not calling black, white. Because you want to make your spouse happy. Remember, we must make everyone know at last. So don't go and become a liar, a criminal, a thief. Because you say, Pastor, let this say we must accept. What can I do now? Since he said I should go and steal, let me go and steal. No. You understand? Anything that is detrimental to your conscience and what God's word says, be very careful. Praise the Lord. Amos 3.3, 3, the Bible says, can two work together except they agree? So you must agree with your partner. One of the things I usually like to use to illustrate the principle of acceptance is the serenity prayer. It's a very popular prayer. A lot of us had the prayer on the wall in our houses when we were growing up, at least back in those days, those of us that at this age, I don't know what they have in their houses these days. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But then we are, most of my friends, when you go to the house, you see that prayer on the wall. It was like, oh God, grant me the serenity to accept 
the things I cannot change. There are some things you cannot change. The courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. That's my prayer for everyone here this evening in the name of Jesus. You have to realize that it's not everything about somebody you can change. And if you keep on insisting on those changes, there will be a strain. If you keep on insisting on those changes, that that is what will make you happy, then you may never be happy in that relationship. If you keep on insisting, that relationship may end up cracking and may end up burning. Praise the Lord. So why full acceptance of your partner is not easy. It's not automatic. It takes practice. If you keep on practicing, practicing, after a while, it becomes natural. You just flow. Praise the Lord. So what are some of the things that you must accept? Number one, you must accept that your partner is not perfect. And then you must also accept that there are many ways to skin a cat. Your way is not the only way. Sometimes you are insisting, this has to do it, this has to do it. This has... And somebody else wants to do it some other way. But because they are not doing it your perfect way, tension has come. So realize that you are different. You are not perfect. Your partner is flawed. But okay, accept them like that. And don't make it a big deal. Praise the Lord. Because if you leave that one, you'll be surprised at what you'll find in the second one. Then when you leave the second one, what you'll find in the third one, you will be able to talk again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Another thing again that you must accept about your spouse is their temperament. People are born with their temperament. You see some people, they are very lively. They are very extroverted. They are very friendly. If they come in here now, they'll just talk with everybody, laugh. And you're wondering, how do you just talk to people you don't know? But they do it naturally because that, they were born with it. They, they are not making any effort. But you, you don't know how to make small talk. You don't know how to just approach somebody you don't know. So if you come in here, you find a nice seat and you sit down and you are quiet. You understand what I'm saying? So now, if this kind of people marry two of them, say, why are you not talking? Uh-uh. When we went to that party, the way you were behaving, people were now wondering, is something wrong with you? You need to understand that she's fine. She's okay. She's not like you. She's not going to be talking, 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 talking. I remember I was talking to a couple, and they were quarreling and everything, and then they came to me and all, and he was complaining because his wife is introverted. She's really calm. She doesn't talk much. Even when she's upset, she doesn't know how to quarrel and talk and talk and talk. She will just cry. If you try me, I will quarrel with you. I can talk and talk and talk. I, I'm not nagging because I made a decision not to nag before I got married. If not, if he's nagging, I will nag you to death. But some people cannot, they, they can't. So she can't talk, she can't quarrel. If she's upset, she will just cry and all. And I started saying, this my wife, she'll be a wicked person. And I said, there's nothing wrong with her. She's not wicked, she's not a devil. Just because you can play and prance around and talk and sometimes say some things you don't even mean. Doesn't mean some people are very sensitive, they are calm. So you need to understand yourself, and then you also need to understand their temperament. Don't force them to be like you. Because if you do not understand them and give them allowance for who they are, they will never be happy. I'm a very extroverted person. I like to talk, I like to chat, I like to, you know, that sometimes if I really want to play and I want to go somewhere, I don't even want my husband to come with me because it's calm. When I go there, I will not sit down as the wife with him. I will not be there in one corner. I mean, I'm seeing somebody there. I'm seeing this one. Oh, my legs will be shaking. But well, I have to sit down now with the pastor. Praise God. But when the pastor is not there, ah, nobody will know I'm a pastor there. The way I will play, scream, one music we play, I will shout. I'll be the first to get to the dance floor. You will never know that I'm a pastor. 
But my husband is there now. I have to behave myself so that I can compliment him. Praise God. But he knows that about me. Initially, in those days when we met, he said, Why do you laugh so loud? You say, Ah, when I was coming, I was just hearing your voice. Why are you the one supplying the gist? <laughs> you get. Well, he had to get to a point where he had to now know that, okay, this is her. She's not like me. Are you getting my point? And accepted me and allows me to be myself. So I'm happy. And I allow him to be himself. He's happy. I don't nag him. If he's going to study and wants to stay there all day, my mind will say, oh, he has entered this mood. I don't ask him, are you okay? Are you okay? What's the matter? Then maybe after two hours, I'll not start to quarrel. Tell me what's wrong now. I know that he needs his quiet time. He needs to go and think. He likes to think and think and think think i don't know what he's thinking about but he can think for hours <laughs> my thinking is quick i'm a quick and decisive person praise the lord so i have to give him allowance to be himself sometimes i want to gist about something and he's not wanting to gist about the thing i'll call a friend especially the girls that understand this time to say and we will talk and we'll talk and talk when i finish talking i'm satisfied the hair i come back praise god so you must understand your spouse's temperament and give them allowance to be who they are. If you like a quiet woman, please marry one. Don't marry the one that talks a lot, that is chatty. You know, start saying, be quiet. You talk too much, you talk too much. Did you know? Praise the Lord. Same way also, don't go and marry a man that likes his peace and quiet and say, you know, sir, be groove. Ah, oh, oh, you, you are falling my hand. Just please allow people be themselves and enjoy them. And accept them. Praise the Lord. Another thing again that we must accept about. I have a lot to say on this. But I can't say it because I know my time is up already. I know my time is up. I can see Pastor Chris there. He has done like this. Now he has done one hand. <laughs> he has given me thumbs up. But let me just rush this. And go far. And everything. I, I came with my book. There is more about this in my book. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So another thing that you must also accept is men and women, they are fundamentally different. Apart from our physical differences that make you have a baby, they'll say, this one is a boy. And when they give birth, and the doctor will say, girl. Apart from those physical differences, studies have shown now that we are different psychologically. The amount of white brain matter a man has and a woman has, they are different. We think differently. We react differently because of our gender. So your husband, for example, or your partner cannot be a best friend like the way you have a female bestie. Praise God. And then there are some things as a man that the woman will never, she will never really thrive in like that. You understand what I'm saying? You can get those things for your brothers or your male friends or, you know, I don't know. Because if you are trying to make them do that thing, you want to make a woman behave like a man and a man behave like a woman you might get frustrated. Praise the Lord. Like now, for example, a lot of times, most women are quite verbal. They're able to express themselves verbally, but men, not so much. There are very few men that can express themselves verbally. So you have to understand that. So for you to want to get him to talk, to talk, so if he says, I don't want to talk about this anymore, let it go. Don't answer, I say, you don't want to talk. That was how you said you didn't want to talk three months ago. This one, you must talk. You must talk. Ah, something, you might not like what will happen. Praise God. It's not that he's ignoring you. He truly does not know how to talk too much like you. And the more you are talking and the faster you are talking and the more, more, more speaking you are engaging in, the more he's withdrawing. Praise the Lord. 
Women are more descriptive. How was the wedding? Ah! If you had gone, if you had seen it, the ladies were pink. The Ashwabi was this. The this was that. And they go on. And they describe that the music that they walked in with. They may even describe the dance step. And all. If you ask the man, the man will never tell you what the colors were now. Very few men. They understand. They'll just say it was fine. Oh, it was good. Ma'am, is that all you have to say? Praise the Lord. They understand. Is that all you have to say? Meanwhile, if a woman should give you the gist of what happened, it's like you were there. Praise the Lord. Sometimes also, you find out that men have, biologically, even for men, they are boys, they have a need to eat more. They eat. They like food. They want to eat. So if you not decide you want to start feeding your husband as you feed yourself, it might not be okay. Maybe you, you eat once a day and you are fine. Or you eat twice a day you are fine. Please, don't decide to feed him as you are feeding yourself. He's not on a diet. Praise the Lord. Then a lot of times, not all the time, not 100% of the time, but most times, men have a higher sex drive. A woman, if you don't want to partake in frequent sex, don't marry. So that you don't punish somebody's son. Today, I have a headache. Tomorrow, I'm tired. Next tomorrow, I'm angry. Yeah, I'm not in the mood. Ha! Why did you marry? Did they not tell you about that part? Yeah, every time, every time. Are you not a man of God? Uh, every time, every time. He sex food. He sex food. Sex is food, though. You have to realize that if you don't understand that and you want to start shaming the man for what God made him. That God made him. It's not that he's a man. Or you say only God knows what you have exposed yourself to. After you have finished exposing yourself to all sorts of pornography, you want to come and use it on me. Please. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. So you have to realize that men are very sexual beings. They are not like, you help me zip down my dress. means another thing to them. Meanwhile, you wanted to zip down the dress so you can stretch yourself on the bed. Help me rob this place. It's paining me. You are finished. Praise. Everything is a suggestion. Praise the Lord. So as a woman, you just have to realize that that is how the men are wired. That's how the men are wired. And you have to accept it, deal with it, and manage it efficiently. So that nobody is angry, frustrated. When you say, eh, well, you want to, I don't tweet anything. Why? Because for the past two weeks, nothing has happened. You are tired. Your head is paining you. Oh, these children. Praise the Lord. Just in case you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> Praise God. All right, the last thing I'm going to talk about is this. Physical appearances. You must accept them. Praise the Lord. You must accept. If you know that you like skinny, go and marry skinny the other day. You know you like curvy, go and marry curvy. The one that is chubby, the one that has, you know, the backside and all. They exist. Go for that one. Don't marry. Because some people, no matter how they eat, they will not gain weight. Don't ask us saying, drink more than milk now. Drink more than milk. You are putting pressure on somebody's daughter. She has drank much. She has drank milk. She has done everything. Praise God. So, please, because when you do that, they start losing their confidence. You understand what I'm saying? They start losing their confidence. So, please, realize that the fact that you are marrying a man today and his hair, head is full of hair. Some years down the line, that hair may fall off. He may go bald. Because I remember in those days when we were single, I had a friend that said, Two things I cannot stand in a man. A man that snores and a man that is bald. 
And I asked her, I said, how do you know he's going to be born? She said, she doesn't know, but she has just told God that I don't want a snoring man and I don't want a man that will lose his hair. That she can't stand it. I said, eh? Such a mind, nothing like that. Anyway, marriage later. Two years later, one day we judges, she said her husband can snore like a generator. And they've been married now 20 years. He said, ah. he said her husband can smell like a generator that sometimes she just wants to take a pillow and cover his face. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But at least God answered one. He still has plenty, plenty hair. Even though he's over 50. So I don't think his hair is going to go anywhere. Praise God. So sometimes you realize that these six packs that you are seeing, that this man has now that you like, it may turn to one pack. Will you still love him? Will you criticize him? Will you be bringing slim tea? Bringing uh, magic, uh, body magic, and all kinds of things, tormenting him? Uh, say, I paid for gym for you. Gym subscription. And then, just realize that a woman that you are seeing her today, you love her, her stomach is flat, flat, like a frying pan or a blackboard. Everything is this, that, that. <laughs> when she has babies, her body must change. That's the truth. And with every baby there's a change. She may have stretch marks. Most women have stretch marks because it's not easy for your stomach to expand and your body expand and sometimes it's not just the stomach, different parts from the thighs, the thighs, the whole body, even to the face, to the nose expands in pregnancy. So you have to realize that and stop being childish. Her body is going to change. If nobody told you, I'm telling you now for you single brothers, her body will change. Childbearing, breastfeeding, so if you don't want the breast to change too much, you probably better decide now whether it's a baby formula. Because sometimes I just I want my baby to be breastfed. Breastfeeding for one year, it has its, it has what it will cost. So. <laughs> it has what it will cost. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Then your spouse will change physically as you get older. Sometimes as people get older, sometimes they have medical condition. You have to accept them love them. You have to still tell them that they are amazing, they are wonderful, they are beautiful, they are great. Praise the Lord. Because that one is your own. You don't have to be looking outside at the one that doesn't belong to you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me, let me stop here. Let me stop here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me pray for you before I go and take my seat and everything. Please just bow down your heads wherever you are. I pray for every single person here unmarried that God himself will establish you maritally in the name of Jesus. I command every hindrance to your marital destiny destroyed in the name of Jesus. God that has blessed me with a peaceful, blissful marriage. May God bless you also with a peaceful, blissful marriage in the name of Jesus. Relationship and marriage will no longer be your problem. God will give you wisdom and understanding in how to go in and come out in the matters of marriage and relationship in the name of Jesus. Your marriage will not crash. You will thank God every day. You will be fruitful. You will prosper. In Jesus' name I pray. Praise the Lord.